the Yearbook Sportscast. Monday Night Football, Patriots, Jets, all comes down to a Nick Folk game-winning field goal. What team does Nick Folk play for? Nobody knows who I am. Yeah, he's played for the Jets and he's played for the Patriots, but who does Nick Folk currently kick for? Nick Folk kicks a 51-yard field goal at the gun, and the Patriots beat the Jets 30-27. to uh, So we talk about how football broadcasts avoid showing the fights, and two days later, a football fight breaks out, and we're opposed to it. As far as football broadcasts avoiding showing the fights, it's complicated. Listen to the previous podcast. But like nine days ago, in a Sunday game, Bears receiver Javon Wims, after a play, strode up to Saints defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who had his back turned, and Wims sucker-punched Gardner-Johnson across the helmet and then punched Gardner-Johnson in the helmet again. Gardner-Johnson showed unbelievable restraint and then he just took Wims's first punch and he appeared to be looking around for a flag and then he stood straight up and he took it again when Wims punched him again then essentially Gardner Johnson's Saints teammates intervened on his behalf but that is just unbelievable self-discipline and Fox TV did show it now, maybe that was unbelievable self-discipline because about four minutes earlier, Wims and Gardner-Johnson were arguing and Gardner-Johnson plucked the mouthpiece off the front of Wims's face mask, which might have been what started this. But I'm going to go with flat-out sucker-punching a guy whose back is turned twice in the head is a lot more serious. And Wims's two-game suspension, I guess, sounds about right. Fighting doesn't seem like an eight-game offense, especially in such a violent game where everyone's always in such close quarters. At the same time, sucker punches start off wrong and then just degrade into headhunting instead of actually playing the game. So good for the NFL and trying to nip it in the bud. The fight might have looked less worse had Gardner Johnson retaliated instead of just taking it. But still, it's two sucker punches to the head. And Gardner Johnson was doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Let the opponent flame on, get frustrated, and then get tossed. And again, that was incredible restraint. He didn't turtle up or anything. Gardner Johnson just stood there and took it. Yes, ripping off a piece of someone else's equipment ticks off opponents in every sport. It's like an unwritten rule, but or maybe it is written. But Wims has to just take that one, or at least just come together with Gardner Johnson after every play like they do in hockey. And speaking of hockey, which to non-fans looks like just arbitrary hitting and fighting, and the NHL in some cases has not helped. But even in hockey, you're only supposed to fight someone who's willing to fight back. Says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com, to contact us, I'm your host, Doug. Find us wherever podcasts are available, and this one should be there, question mark. Thank goodness that A-Rod did not buy the Mets. I just don't trust him, and I don't trust the narrative that former widely disliked player Alex Rodriguez is now a national treasure. And yes, we're back. We didn't have a podcast last week. Can't a man say, oh, podcasting's no fun, and just not do one? So this is last week's podcast. Now to someone who didn't show incredible restraint. 
I still want to see where this Justin Turner thing goes. Any further investigations, uh, any more details that come out. But just a couple of weeks out from it, that was really, really selfish of Turner to join the Dodgers championship celebration after testing positive for COVID. If you haven't been paying attention or just don't care, uh, the story began with the Dodgers losing a key player, Justin Turner, to COVID during a game. I'm not sure that it happened with the sports plane. I'm not sure that it happened yet previously with any of the other sports, uh, NHL, NBA, NFL, or even previously in the baseball season. But uh, Turner was lost while the game was in progress. So Turner left the game. But the Dodgers won that game and the World Series anyway, and Turner ran back out of isolation to join the celebration on the field. Like anything this year that involves the COVID, this whole thing is a tangled mess. First, Turner is complicated. He's an inspirational feel-good story. Finally, at age 35, with his third organization, Justin Turner wins his first World Series. Next, in like a week or a week and a half, at age 36, Turner will be a free agent. And now, I'm sort of overstating this, but Turner will never see these Dodgers teammates again, possibly. Meaning, Turner has to celebrate now or never. So this potentially once-in-a-lifetime event was the most inconvenient time for such an awesome guy to be kept all by himself away from the teammates that he meant so much to. Well, and I don't mean this sarcastically. Welcome to 2020. I really don't mean that sarcastically. This is a year when parents have been kept from seeing their children, grandparents have been kept from seeing their grandchildren, people have been sequestered by themselves for months, or they're literally suffering alone, etc. And those are just the people who are still living. COVID has been one big inconvenience. And for each person, it's just a matter of how seriously they've been inconvenienced. And I'm using inconvenience very broadly to include things like job loss, and that is not an inconvenience. So this unfortunately means that in this country, there are millions and millions and millions and millions of stories of crushing disappointment. But even benevolent people beloved by their communities, still have to quarantine and will miss out on things. An MLB championship may only happen once for Turner, but others missed out on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Paris. Sure, you could rebook a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Paris, but many people can't do that, or they won't be able to rebook it with the same people ever again. Turner, on the other hand, once the COVID is over, and it will be over, could rebook a trip to Paris anytime he wants, and he could bring all those Dodgers teammates that he would have missed had he stayed in isolation. Plus, Turner still wins the World Series. He still walks into history. He still gets a ring. He'll still be part of ceremonies. He can still do Barbasol ads. And yeah, we met we met Barbasol. We absolutely met uh, Barbasol, but Barbicide, is that the blue stuff? Is that the name? Do they do ads? Do they do trade shows? Turner could do a trade show for Barbicide if he wanted to, which brings us to our next problem. And it's really a COVID problem. Any pandemic requires everyone to try to work together. The Dodgers were celebrating their championship on the field along with their families and kids. Turner mixed and mingled with spouses and kids. Turner got to make a conscious decision to hit the field while sick and party. For the Dodgers' families, who presumably did not know that Turner was infected, their decision was made for them by Justin Turner. Even if every single member of the Dodgers organization and every single family member of the Dodgers organization, and it's a big organization, even if all of them 
had chosen to try their best to stay healthy. It only takes one person, in this case Justin Turner, to undo all of it. Replace the word COVID with lice or pink eye. Obviously, those aren't fatal, but would the other Dodgers or their families want Turner getting up in their faces with lice or pink eye? Which is why any explanation Dodgers officials had for Turner's actions just came off as tone deaf. Which brings us to problem number three. This all happened during a World Series celebration. So claims that Turner isolated or wore a mask or socially distanced after Game 6 were contradicted by an unbelievable amount of photo, video, and journalistic evidence. And then problem number four. This all happened during a World Series celebration. So there were Major League Baseball officials, including the commissioner, on hand, not 2,000 miles away. Turner made the selfish decision... And obviously, Commissioner Rob Manfred is pretty busy immediately after the World Series ends. But COVID has been baseball's number one issue for months. COVID is why Los Angeles and Tampa Bay were playing in Texas. And baseball knew it had an active COVID case in the house. The same house that baseball officials were also in at the exact same time. So knowing where Turner was at all times was the number one priority, and knowing where Turner was at all times was very possible. And keeping track of Turner takes precedence over awarding the World Series trophy, so awarding the World Series trophy is as safe as it possibly can be.